Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, brother? What's up, my brother? How's it going? How you doing? How's everything going, man? It's a, it's a long week. It just seemed like a long week. and We know, we know we're about to get into the long week. Because we know, okay, Thursday night, starting it out, and then it's just going to, we got to watch everybody else, which is fine. I think I think it's a good time to kind of take a break, uh, take an assessment of everything, and just breathe a little bit as a Chiefs fan, right? So, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a stress-free week. We can just be football fans this week and not have to worry about our team at all. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So give them a nice little, uh, little goodie. I just sent this out to everybody. On Twitter, just to let everybody know, we're going live right now. So, hope we'll get some people, get some feedback coming in, uh, and see see somebody coming into the show. So, it'll be good. Yeah, we already got one right here. KC Colossal, best Chiefs channel on the tube. Appreciate you, KC Colossal. Yes, sir. KC, man, he was in here last time talking it up with us, chopping it up. Oh, yeah. He, yeah he's a day, day one fan, man. Day one fan. Um, obviously, with it being a bye week and not much, you know, not much going on. Um, uh, JD and I have a few topics here that we want to get in uh, to talk to you guys about. Uh, we're sticking with the offense because right now I don't think we have any much chief concerns with the defense. More so, we have more questions and stuff on the offense that I wanted you to tackle. Um, obviously, with your resume and your track record, I there's one question I really wanted you to, to talk about, and we're going to get into that. Then, of course, we're going to end the show with a little uh, something of uh, JD giving wisdom to Chiefs Kingdom. So uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I can't wait to see what JD has to say to uh, to all the Chiefs Kingdom uh, fans out there uh, to see what they, uh, you know, what, what Jay's got. You know, to, to you know, because a lot of people there's a mixed bag. You have some people who are very stressed out about the seven and two start. Some very happy with seven and two. Some who are not, you know, not so happy. Um, but I'm curious what you have to say to everybody to give them your kind of wisdom to going into the bye week. So we'll end the show with that instead of game picks in our in our, in our usual game pick selection. JD will give us. Uh, the, the wisdom. Um, yeah, JD. Uh, so a bye week as a player, um, just in the bye week general, before we get into the topics, what, what do you, how um, exciting is it to kind of get to the bye week for, for a player? It's like, do you guys see that? It's like, cause obviously it changes for every, every team, right? It's not summer week five, summer week uh, 10. Um, yeah. But like, is that like more like, Oh man, like halfway point kind of thing. I mean, well, how, how is that? Like, or how do you, how do you guys treat the bye week? Uh, you know what, man, it, this is, a. it, it depends on the season. It, it really does. And, and you never really want your bye week to be early. You want it to be a little bit later than, than everything else. And this is like kind of the, the, the perfect part because it's like halfway through the season. Uh, and you want it to be something that you're looking toward where you can actually just really take a break. And, you know, if you have some bumps and some bruises, this would be a, a perfect time for guys to just get away. And the thing is, because you've been doing football for so long, especially during, we're talking about, this is mini camps, spring camps, staying ready, training, uh, you know, training camp, obviously the season, preseason, every single week. This is just a good break for everybody just to kind of just relax, you know, and, and blow off some steam, take it easy, go places. And, and, and just as we've seen 
uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Brittany were up there in uh, in uh, Minnesota, right, with the Timberwolves. They was at a game, weren't they? I think they were. They're, they're at that, I don't know if it was, was it at Dallas or was it at Minnesota? Dallas? Yeah, okay. it was Dallas. There was. I think he's a he's a Mavericks fan, so he's watching Luca play. Mavericks. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's a good place. Yeah, I see that <laughs> quick little thing. But yeah, so so yeah, so that's good. So you see things like where guys can actually get away with their families and kind of go and do a few things. Uh, sometimes it's on the coaches as far as like what they do with the players too. Like how much, what what are they actually allowing them to do? Coach Mill was one of those men that was notorious, notorious to make sure guys didn't get too far away from the building. <laughs> he let you have a few days off and he kind of spread it out. That way it was like, if you wanted to go somewhere, you couldn't go away too far and, and really kick your feet up and get too comfortable. Uh, but it was always something that uh, he, he wanted to at least be able to keep his thumb on you somewhat, if you will. Yeah. What do you make of um? So I, I saw some Chief fans. Obviously, Kelsey's always on is on the microscope even more so now with being dating. Obviously, you know, superstar Taylor Swift. Uh, he's going, and I've seen some people talk about it as far as like knock him for this. So he's going to Argentina in a different time zone uh, altogether to go see Taylor Swift at, at a concert. What do you make of that? Because I mean, the whole like traveling in different time zones and traveling all over the place. Like, obviously, that's you know, that can affect you know the jet lag aspect of things. I mean, do you, what do you what do you make of uh, of uh, Travis doing that? Obviously, it's, it's his personal life. He can do whatever the hell he wants, buy a week and stuff. But like, I don't know, like going into like, going to Argentina of all places. Uh, what do you make of? Because I've seen a mixed bag. Some people are killing him for it. Like, you're doing this to your bye week. We're gonna be back. At, you know, we're going back to play next week. It's not the end of the season. You know, like so. What, what do you make of that? Uh, if he was a first or second year player, I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care who your girlfriend is. Uh, but considering this is Travis Kelsey and he's, he's a professional in the things that he does, uh, the best in the business for a reason. I know he's going to take care of his body while he's there. Um, and the thing is they had, to, they had to sign off on it. So, you know, if any of them think that it's okay. And, you know, he, obviously they're, they're, you know, thinking about the decision and the choice. Uh, that is something that you go in and go out, which I've seen guys, you know, go down that way, Brazil, you know, Argentina, you know, the weekend, a couple of days and come back. Uh, I don't think it's such a big deal. He'll be able to come back and make that transition that he needed to, uh, to, to recover. So I, I don't think it's that's such a big deal, but you know, this is me. We're talking, but we're talking about a pro bowler, uh, one of the best tight ends in the game. Um, I, I don't, I don't find anything wrong with it at all, uh, to be honest with you. I just think because it is Travis Kelsey, like you said, and because of Taylor Swift, who who is keeping company with, uh, is the big issue in itself, right? That people want to talk about. Yeah, I think it was maybe. Now, here's the thing: with the bye week being what it is, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I think it might have been a bigger issue and a problem when it was the Broncos when we were playing, and he was down there at the uh, at the baseball game. Yeah, uh, that that in itself might have been uh, a little a cause for concern. And I think you said Nick Lowry had said something about it, but but Travis said something about it too, right? And you know, to him, he's just he's like, yo, man, like maybe it wasn't a smart move, okay? Maybe the optics of it, what you know, was 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 what was wrong, right? Uh, and even though he performed, you know, fairly well in the game, or, you know, actually pretty good, uh, I think that's what it is that kind of drives people because it's like, man, you're just gonna be flying all over the place doing whatever you want to do, and so. To some people, some people might look at that as just being kind of a loose cannon, if you will, right? The critics, oh, why is he going? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? But Travis is being traveling all over. He, there's, certain, there's certain people that know how to travel, okay? Certain people that know how to do it. And so maybe other people just don't have that luxury because to them, they can't really understand how that works, like the whole traveling aspect. Yeah. Like you have your own you know, flight plans and may be able to get a, you know, uh, you know, a PJ down somewhere and get some things done. It's a wholly different, that's a whole different experience of traveling. Yeah. So, no, nah, it's not, it's not really too big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And plus we, we don't play again until Monday. So we, we have, we, we have an extra on top of the bye week. We have an extra day on top of that, you know, and, yeah. and, and we got a jump start playing in Germany. We got a jump start on the day because that means our day ended before everyone, well, everyone else was beginning in, in Germany. So we got to kind of jump start on the bye week. Right, right. Yeah. So, nah, it, it's not that. It ain't that big of a deal. Shoot, man, you know, look, let guys go and, and, and have a good time, right? Let, yeah. let them just relax and get away from the building. Uh, 
get away from <laughs> the naysayers and all the other stuff that's going on. You're hearing it everywhere. So yeah. look, relax, take it easy, just enjoy yourself, just get away. So I think it's yeah. important. It's a it's a long season, especially for us. I mean, we we, we talked we talked about it in the offseason as a topic as far as like what was the um I guess the fatigue of a championship fatigue. I mean, we're, we're playing till February, then we're playing again. I mean, the, every year we're playing deep into the season. So like, let these guys enjoy themselves because we're going to be playing deep into the season again. So yeah, people are always going to find some way to have some control and solving the blame game. A way fans feel some control, knowing equals control. Yeah, hundred percent. That's our guy Keys. That's hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, because so, somebody might look at that and say, well, maybe this is the reason why, you know, they're not successful. This might be a reason why things may not be going the way that it's going. Uh, and also, too, look, like you said, these guys are professionals. Like, it, it'd be a different thing if if this was a first or second year guy, okay, who hadn't established himself. That might be a different issue altogether. And, I, and I'll be the first one to sit there and say that. But a guy who's who's been playing the number of years he's been playing at a high level he's been playing, uh, I have no question or no concerns about what it is that he's doing uh, on his time because I know he'll he'll get that he'll get that uh, situated the way he needs to. Yep, he should be able to have a personal life just like all the other players. No different. Uh, yep, Susan, I totally agree with you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, you got HD Dream in here, JD, uh, my favorite tight end. What's up, my guy? There What's you go. How's it going? Got a HD. lot, a lot of, a lot of fans in here. Man, hey, we love it. We love it. We love yeah, the fans. We interact, man. Look, this is an open forum. We want everybody to come in, come and talk, say what you need to say. We we, we love having that. My boy Matthew Amberg. Amberg, what's going on, brother? How's it going? Yeah, we got a lot of lot of dudes in here tonight. A lot of everybody. A lot, a lot of men and women tonight. Um, all right. So we're gonna begin with our first topic. It was something that's been kind of you know a lot of people have been talking about it um as far as this, this is the one i want to get you to, to talk about here a little bit jd because i'm seeing so much of this chatter from fans other chiefs content creators on youtube talking about a way to rationalize why we're seeing a limited in snap counts for there is tony and jarek mckinnon um and the the number one thing i'm seeing is uh loosely quotes i mean this is the, most of the stuff i've been seeing though uh they are saving them for later in the season and the playoffs so we're saving Kadarius Tony, a guy who we saw as the number one receiver going into the uh, the season. We're saving him for later in the season. The guy gets seven snaps week nine. And then McKinnon, he's just been, we, we've seen him a little utilized, a little less than we, we saw him last year. And the guy was our second leading receiver on our team last year behind Kelsey. So since you played in the league, you know what coaches are doing. If they're sitting guys, they're waiting, you know, waiting to use them in January. But what do you make – of what's going on um, with Kadarius, Tony, and Jarek McKinnon. And we talked about it briefly this week about this whole waiting for, to use, utilize them. Can you can you kind of talk about that? Just Because I, I just it's it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And any read's not going to wait. If a guy can be help a team, a guy now, our team now, we're not waiting. So uh, please break that down. Um, and, and, and why do you think we're not utilizing them right now? Mm, okay. Very good questions. Uh, so the first thing I'll address is this. Uh, are we holding Kadarius Tony McKinnon to later on in the season? Uh, and to be honest, this is just my opinion on it. I just, I have never really seen a case where you hold a guy toward the end of the season uh, to say, hey, we're going to use him in, in, until the playoffs when he can be utilized now, right? Uh, and and here's, here's the reality is this. The only way you're going to be good at football and understand football is if you play football, okay, and be ready for it. And so Kadarius Tony may be getting some reps in practice. He may get just a few reps in the game. But I, I would find it hard to believe that his volume will go up by 500% or whatever it may be, where he's going from four snaps to now all of a sudden he's getting, you know, 40 snaps a game, right? I just, to me, and we could say, obviously, his, his history of him being – you know, hurt and his injury uh, could be a factor. But also, too, I think you got to get a guy like that going. I think you have to get a guy like that going. And so why not give him more volume that they can see what he can do and how he can help, especially if there's things that we are, without a doubt, we're struggling in, right, which one, it would be uh, short yardage for one, okay, uh, in the red zone, number two, uh, but also, two. Maybe the deep ball is another one. 
uh, I see there's plays that he could he could absolutely do. He he can catch the back the, the you know the back fade um, going on a down route. He runs pretty good routes. You know he's just not a slant gadget guy. And I think if we regulate him just to just doing that, then we're limiting what actually the possibilities could be offensively. That's that's how I feel about it. And so I think the notion of just waiting to Anthony to to the playoffs to use this guy. It just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense for me. Okay. Uh, and so this this is yeah, Andy's a holding back the play. It's it, to me, it doesn't make any sense because it's the same thing like the whole button, you know, like he's just making. Why would you hold the playbook back? You know, what wouldn't you want to give volume to a defense to see? So if I'm giving a, a volume of offensive plays for defense to see, if I'm running 50 plays out of the same personnel, same formation, whatever it may be then a team is seeing all those different things. He has no idea I ran the same play since week three, right? Because there's so much that he has to look at, okay, all throughout the entire year, which makes it very difficult for a defense to get ready for. Now you can't determine what we're going to run because we don't ran 50 plays out of that same formation and whatnot, okay? But if I'm taking it down to 20 or 15, then it gives a, 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 the defense a little bit better, uh, you know, way to dictate what we're doing or, you know, what they can see. Same thing with Jared McKinnon. Jared McKinnon ha has, has been a weapon for us. We've seen him being utilized last year that he was he was able to just make a run uh, toward the end of the season when he was just absolutely lighting the field up. Let me score touchdowns. I mean, he was putting the ball in the hand of a playmaker, and he was making plays for us. So I don't know why we would sit there and say we're saving Jared McKinnon later on in the playoffs especially if you know he can help us in 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 the offense especially in fields that we know we've been struggling so it it just doesn't make any sense to me and i just don't we, we don't espouse to that 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 belief and those thinking i have never ever seen that in my life in the history of me playing or coaching i never say oh you know we're gonna hold this guy until you know wait till playoffs and then we're gonna let him go let him go turn him loose for what reason what? Like it, the frustration in a player, how do you explain to a player that's just what you're doing? Hey, man, don't look. I know you want to get four snaps. But, hey, when playoffs come, guess what, man? We're going to utilize you until, until your, your legs fall off. It wouldn't make any sense. That That's just – that would be an antithesis to what you're trying to do to become a better offense. I think that's what it is, man. So I don't know why – they're saying that, but hey, man, I don't know. JD, um, I just want to give a shout out HD Dreaming. Love you, brother. Love you. Thanks for the contribution to the channel, man. Appreciate it, my guy. Appreciate you. The one thing that, like, especially when it comes specifically talking Kadarius Tony, we're saving him, and I and I've seen people say, and, and and of course, these are content creators. These are other people, just you know, spitballing like like we do. Um, and the one argument that I have against that, it's like, okay, we're saving Kadarius Tony. We literally played him so he got the meniscus tear and everyone's saying oh it's injury concerns we don't want him, we don't want to get him hurt we want to keep him fresh for the playoff run if that's true week one he was literally the first game back from his meniscus tear that, that he had and he pretty much got all playing time that game you know he had, he had the million drop game right. he played pretty much all snaps in that game and all of a sudden week nine now we're holding him back if anything at that week one time was the time to give him the seven snaps eight snaps maybe we rushed him back too soon but like the fact that we're holding him at this point that doesn't, even, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, like that logic do, doesn't apply here, at, at least for me, because for, for at least for Tony, because I mean we're not holding him back anymore. Because obviously week one we unleashed him right away, right out the gate when he was recovering from the the, the partial meniscus uh, tear, and then yeah. week nine, nine he's getting seven snaps, and then and then one play he does get like last week that one catch he had. I mean that's juice we're talking about, JD. Man, that's that's real juice we're talking about. Right. Right. And, and the thing is, like you said, the first week of the season, because I think that was part of our concern. We were saying, well, look, Darius Tony, do we need him the first game of the season? Obviously, against Detroit, okay? Uh, and we utilized him, but was it something that we, you know, we ran back on, okay? And I don't know if that's something that we, we really wanted to do, but we did it. We did it. So, yeah. So now, later on, now you don't want to use him? We've been talking about the wide receiver struggles all during this time, and Kadarius Tony hadn't been getting any reps like that. 
So we have been struggling. We've been talking about MBS, okay, who's been getting a lot of reps, a lot of snaps, okay, particularly so because he's the highest player. He's, you know, supposed to be our number one receiver. You know, they have, they're looking at everything, right? Uh, MBS, Justin Watson, uh, Rasheed Rice, he's earned every bit of his snaps that he's gotten, right? It makes sense for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so when you start looking at guys and what their production is, because it's, it's, it's production, look, this is performance business, okay? That's what it's all about. It's all about the performance here. Uh, and so if we haven't been getting that performance out of guys who's getting a lot of the snaps, then you have to start thinking, well, how come this guy's not getting more playing time than this other guy? This other guy right here is not really making any plays for us. What do we do? So, man, I, I think you, you, you have a point there. It doesn't really make any sense to me. I think part of the reason that maybe is still trying to figure out what guys can do. Okay. Still trying to get the most out of guys uh, that you're letting play. Uh, but it is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely just, I'm, I'm, I can't wrap my head around the whole Kadarius Tony not being able to play, man. I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Uh, appreciate you, Berg, man, for the love, man. Definitely. Uh, but the thing is, man, when we sit over here, we're watching this. When we're sitting there, we're talking about offenses are struggling. We're talking about wide receivers not getting open, right, or not running great crisp routes. Uh, then why not put a guy in that is better suited for that? Why not put a guy in who can actually talk, take the top off of defense? He's a first-round pick for a reason, right, because we understand his talent. We know he's a playmaker. We understand those things. So what's, what's, what's the issue? I, I just I really can't put my head around it. Uh, but that, I think, to be honest, with this bye week, this is what this bye week is all about, okay? What they'll do is they'll evaluate the first half about what's been working and what hasn't been working. Who's been getting off, who hasn't been getting off. Uh, who's delivered and who hasn't delivered. And so are the times that Dar uh, Kadarius Tony does come in or Jared McKinnon comes in, they do produce. We do try to get the, the ball. So it should just be on screens or a little slant. Let's give them a little bit more you know, uh, complex plays to run. Okay. Things we, we might not been uh, as, as, as good in. Let's give us some other things on it though, too. Uh, JD. Uh, so our guy keys has a question for us. Uh, lots of calls for Casey to pick a story in three wide receivers. And this is something we've talked about getting rhythm and we're never going to get rhythm. If we keep rotating eight receivers in there a million times over, uh, we talked about with the, with the running game beginning part of the season, like Pacheco's never going to get going if you keep splitting up the carries. And we finally have started giving him consistent double-digit carries. So who would be your three uh, receivers, J.D., if you had to trot out three guys? Uh, if, I, if I'm doing three, I, I, I would make it that my core group of guys would have to be four, and that fifth guy would have to be the, the one that's, that's changing in. So I wouldn't necessarily do the three. I had to say the four that I had to lean on all the time. Uh, without a doubt, uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh, this is the ones that, to me, have 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 earned their their spots and their, their positions. Uh, Rasheed Rice, uh, Justin Watson. Uh, I've I've seen, uh, you know, Sky Moore has been, you know, and and I think because what Sky can do, I think he's more suited for for the slot. Okay, MVS. I think MVS is another guy. He's got to be one of the fourth or fifth guy on their rotation just for the simple fact of what we brought him in to do, okay? And it's catching the deep ball, taking the top off the deep. That's Kadarius Tony. So that's ha that's got to be the rotation. Kadarius Tony, Justin Watson, Rasheed Rice, MVS, and Sky Moore. The, the top three has got to get the with, with the lion's share of what you do. Uh, Kadarius Tony's got to be a, a, their fourth guy, Okay. And Sky Moore's got to find himself in there too. And so it, you you always look at the fifth guy to battle out. Does he does he warn getting more snaps? Does he get more snap than that? So yeah, I like that. You know, Justin Watson, Kadarius Tony, MBS, and, and and Rice. Yeah. So um I, I think that's where you have to go. That's where you have to go. HD Dreaming. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the love you guys are giving us tonight. Really, really, really appreciate everything you guys are uh, contributing to the show. Um It'll help us go a long way as far as making uh, the hats that everyone's seen that the one JD's got going on right now. Um, that'll go a long ways towards uh, getting more merch out to you all. Um, but yeah, JD, as far as the receivers, I, I know Keys uh, that, with that question there, <laughs> me, 
I'm going Rice. I'm going Watson. But for my three, I, I would probably go Tony. And again, we know he's in, he's in, you know he's, he's got injury played career. But like we're never gonna know how injury prone he is if we're not if we're giving him seven reps a game. And maybe they're just trying to keep him healthy. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just guessing as to why. But as far as who's a guy who's giving us juice when he does touch the ball, he is electrifying. Um, yeah. and, and then at yeah, the four spot, I'm going. I'm probably gonna go MVS. MVS is just giving us more than Sky has. Uh, Sky would be probably that fifth guy who's rotating in um, at that point. Um, right. But MVS provides of those three between Rice, Watson, and Tony. MVS is more the burner of all those guys. Um, like he he's the one that can blow the tops off. Which it's just interesting that we really haven't tried a lot of that this year with uh, MVS. Uh, it seems like every time Mahomes steps back to throw a bomb, it's usually to Watson, which is just you know, which is interesting that MVS is not that guy. I mean, maybe they're you know. I, I have to look at the um, the all twenty two film to see how they're guarding him, but yeah. Well, okay. So this is where I'm gonna go with it, all right? So because let's let's go on and get into the conversation. Right. So let's go on and get into it. So uh, and we'll do a little bit more deeper dive into to some of these things. Uh, I have a little bit more things I have to say about what I'm seeing out there on the film. Okay. Uh, and and and. and Everybody has every right to disagree with me on this. Uh, but I do believe, uh, as far as some of the plays that I've seen being ran, uh, is not taking advantage for what they do. Okay. And so I don't think that we're giving our guys uh, an ample amount of opportunity to play to their strengths. Okay. And when I say that, is this uh, MBS. Because of what he was able to do up in Green Bay is the reason he came down here. Okay. Pure and simple. And that was to take the top off the defense. That's what he was dangerous in. And and I believe he still has that ability. He's dangerous in that. We have not given him enough where we just give him nine routes uh, or deep post and just trying to take the top off the defense. In my estimation, I just, I don't see that. I don't see enough of it. And so why would you all of a sudden, it's, it's like, why would you bring somebody in, like for me, like a big guy to run reverses? Like it didn't make any sense, okay? Uh, and I've seen that. I've seen that from training camp to where we are now, we still have a problem figuring out what guys could do, Okay. So same thing, like Keys is talking about Sky Moore, and I'm, it's what I'm thinking in my head. We had Sky Moore run a couple of, you know, uh, reverses. I wouldn't say the strong suit. That That's just not what he does. He's great in space, smaller receiver. He can find windows, comebacks, plats. He, he does a great job of that. I, I think it's a strong suit. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he's a guy that has an ability to take the top off the defense, comebacks, uh, double moves. We, we need to see a little bit more of that. Okay, the juke routes. Tony, MBS, Tony, Sky Moore, all those guys for that. Justin Watson, MBS, uh, Kadarius Tony, can take tops off the defense. I didn't even name one guy that we're forgetting about, okay, that we brought back here is McCole Harmon. Okay? Apologize for McCole Harmon because McCole Harmon, before these guys got here, he was doing all of that. All right? So let me bring his name up, okay? And I think that's the reason that he needs to be, be be spoken about in this conversation. Because as much as we sit there and some people don't like Nicole Harmon, Nicole Harmon made plays for us. He made plays taking the top off the defense. He's one of the fastest guys on our team. Nicole Harmon needs to get some playing time. He don't need to learn uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's been doing this offense. He's been doing it. He's been doing it longer than anybody else out there on the field. So I apologize for Cole Hartman not, not naming his name because that's the reason he brought him back for him to bring him some juice. Okay. So I do believe that Cole Hartman needs to be in that top five uh, receiver. And I do. I think he needs to be in that rotation. Okay. And I think that's why you had to figure these things out. So yeah, I'm going to sit there and say, look, lion's share of these things, Justin Watson, uh, uh, Rasheed Rice, Darius Tony, McCole Hartman, and MVS and the Sky Moore, if you if you gaining, you know, reps, then so be it. Let it be that. But without a doubt, 
I think there's things need to be evaluated, what guys do well, okay, and stick to that, okay? I really do believe that. I really do believe that. That comes from Nagy. Not only from Nagy, but that comes from the wide receiver coach in Embry, okay? What I'm seeing a failure to do also is the route running is not as crisp. I watched the dig route, a basic route. I'm going to talk to my, my boy Berg on here because he knows I've seen it. It took him six yards to get out of a basic. So when you're running a route, which is 12 to 15 yards, okay, basic route, that's what it is, 12 to 15, maybe 18 yards, it should never take you six yards to come out of your break. To me, that's lack of discipline. That is lack of uh, uh, technique on what it is that you're trying to do with this route. The same thing we run a deep routes, run a deep post, comebacks and i don't see any movement with the head or anything like not even a stick at the top of the route you ain't even getting on top of the the, the deep the defender that corner route that we threw to uh to mbs i got to go on my rent right now the, the corner route mbs got on top of him but then he didn't stack him he didn't get on top you know where you could put him on his back 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 hip right so you went in this route you get back on the top of the defender when you have him, now you can go a two-way go, okay, if he's playing man on you. Now you really got him. All you have to do is give him a head nod or just a fake somewhere, he's going to go for it. Then you open him up. Scott, that, that one to throw MBS where he wasn't able to get it, he should have been more wide open than he was. Another thing was on that throw, Patrick didn't have a chance to actually step into it. You see the, the pass, he wasn't able to step into it. So – that's the thing. It's just like little things like that that I'm seeing some of the rap running. That's it bothers me. It absolutely bothers me because I'm sitting there like, what is being coached here? What what are we what, what are they doing? Okay. Now we are as coaches, we all coach different ways. We all have different philosophies, but there should still be somewhat of a uh of understanding what these things are, right? Component to understand what the philosophy, what we're trying to do. Everybody should be coaching the same way. Shouldn't be any different from what Nagy wants on this route or Andy wants on this route. Everything should be consistent. And I don't see consistency there. It's another one. Attack the football. That's right. Ball in the air. We should be high pointing. Guy that I played with for a long time, I know people may, they may know his name. His name is Tony Gonzalez. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tony Gonzalez was probably one of the best high point receivers I've ever seen in the game. Okay, to the point where I used to get on and say, Man, why do you don't like catching balls over your shoulder? Okay, why don't you like doing that? And then, and, and that's another thing, too. Some guys, certain guys like catching balls a particular way. And TG would say, hey, Look, JD, he said, I love catching the ball, fronting it up or high pointing it. It's easy for me, it's like catching a basketball, it's like catching an alley oop. It's easy for me to do that. I said, but yeah, but when you catch it over your shoulder, you can catch and run with the football this way. And so we would have this talk and this com conversation amongst, you know, pass catchers and tight ends. Right? These are the things that you have. But he was so good at high point and catch the ball over his head that when you threw it up, he said, just throw the ball up. I'll go get it. He would tell Trent that. Or Damon or whoever it was at the time, throw the ball up. I'll go get it. And he knew he would. You catch it between two or three guys. Well, we didn't see Sky Moore go up in the, in, the, in the end zone. We didn't see MVS go up for one over over the top. And so those things like that bothers me about not going up high point in the football. Like you should be practicing that. And I'm not maybe, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know. It is interesting though. Um when I obviously this is 2012. So uh when I played D2 ball. Um, and I, I was always taught to go up and get the football. That was always taught. My brothers taught me that. My high school coaches always taught me that. Um, and for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I, I was a slot receiver. Um, but when I got to college, the system that we were running was an air raid system. And they were breaking all the receivers' habits uh, instead of going up to, to high point the ball. They were telling us to throttle down to catch like this. They're saying, oh, uh, we, we want, we, that, that the technique they wanted to teach us that, the throttle down method, was for if you do have to go jump up for the ball. Referee's not going to call pass interference on that. But if you throttle down, cornerback DB can come into you, and that'll, you know, they'll call pass interference. And I don't know if that's, as you see air, more air raid going around the country now, 
I don't know if that's something that's being taught to these guys. And, and, and even, even if it is, J.D., I mean, NFL yeah. coaches will break those habits, right? I mean, they should. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should never think, well, I'm playing to get a, a pass interference. No, you should know that, like, in, in the course of just learning, you know, wide receiver skills and techniques, uh, when balls may be underthrown, okay? Then you then you learn how to do that. Then you learn how to do those things. So the thing is, that's something that you, you know, you a, a, a player that's played a lot, they know that you could throttle down to catch the football. Yeah. But it's haul and tail, all right? That's why sometimes you see some receivers and it's, you know, it's a short ball. They don't even turn around and just come fight for it. Yeah. That ball is in the air. That ball is yours, okay? Make no mistake about it. We talked about this, okay? When, when we're in the meeting room, we understand that that football, okay, that football, where's that suck at? I got one. I know I got one. I got plenty. That is your livelihood. <laughs> That is your livelihood. That's how you make money. That's how you win games. That's how you score touchdowns. That's how you make your money is that ball. And when that ball's in the air, nobody else has that but you. You got to go get that, okay? So even if it is, go, if the ball's thrown short, you got to go and try to go get that ball as much as possible. Because sometimes the defenders just not going to turn around, right? You, and you just got to – you can't – sometimes you throttle and you'll see guys throttling down – and then the ball's overthrown. Yeah. Like, well, why is this guy jogging? He should be jogging. He should be hauling tail the whole way. Yeah. Every route, Al Saunders, we're going to get Al on here. Al Saunders said, you make every route look like it's going to be a nine route, like it's a go route, like a streak. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Every single one. So my philosophy has always been that, look, when you come out of your – and I know a lot of guys, when you set guys up, you set them up at the line of scrimmage because it's man, right? But as soon as you do, go. I mean, it's it's full speed. It's full speed. So not only that, but also putting your foot in the ground and getting out your break. Get out your break. Why does it take you six yards to get out of your break? Yeah. And, and you're seeing a lot of that where, where uh, Mahomes has gotten pissed off over receivers. He's like, he's like saying, saying, come back to the ball on those. Where the football clears the play. It's like a, a lot of drifting upfield on, on those routes. It's like, come on. It's like, I mean, it's, it's receiver 101, right? That's route run 101 right there, J.D. Man, drifting or just waiting on the football to get there. No, attack the football. If you know the ball, you got a, a comeback. Put your foot in the ground, you come down, and you you give him hands and everything. You extend your hands. Don't catch him with your body. That's another thing. Okay, we could go over all these different things, right? I, I coach receivers for a couple of years. When you when you talking about coming down, you come attack the football with your hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, what well, Pat said, man, keep coming back to the ball, right? These guys in the, in the NFL are too fast and they're too good. When guys look like they're open, that window closes quick. Yep. I'm telling you, we talking about top athletes of the world, okay, make let everything look easy. So sometimes people say, well, is he open now? I watched, uh, I think, Seth, uh, uh, Kate was doing, he was doing uh, an evaluation. You know, we had a good breakdown of it. If this this certain route was open or not open, okay, certain guys had uh, have responded and made and you know responded on particular ways. And so the thing is, when you look at it, yeah, it determines whatever the the defense is giving you, what they're running, man or zone, uh, what the coverage is, obviously, uh, but also too, uh, make no mistake about it. There's a reason Patrick Mahomes is the best in the NFL. There's throws he can make that other people just cannot make. Touch throws and all those different things. The first year, there was a couple of touch throws that, that Pat was short on that he was trying to make and didn't get enough on it. He didn't get enough on those things. So, uh, yeah, the, like baseball. He's got a baseball background. You think he can't throw accurately at certain spots? I mean, he, he that that's, I mean, shoot, it's in his DNA. Yeah. I mean, his pops was a pitcher. He's been playing baseball for a long time. I'm a baseball player, Okay. I know there's certain throws, like I, I go, and when I attempt to play quarterback, I always like to play quarterback when I was a coach. You know, that's, that's all you want to do. Like, standing back there, trying to look pretty. Mm-hmm. All the throws I wanted to make was pinpoint. And it's just that baseball, you know, following through, trying to get that in, trying to get into that window. But these things need to be talked about, need to be discussed to get these things down to a T. To know exactly what it is that you're expecting out of these guys. Exactly. And these guys got to know it. They got to know it. And if certain guys ain't getting it done in particular routes, give that route to somebody else. Okay. 
And in, in NFL, they said, well, you had your shot. We we had we gave you a shot to run this play. I used to, I used to laugh all the time because when we run like a trick play, of course, we give it to like a wide receiver, pitch it to him, to throw, you know, to throw the little okie doke, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the wide receiver, uh, uh, deep pass. pass. If that sucker was successful the first or second time, it's scrapped. Like you had your chance and opportunity to show what you could do. He ain't coming back to it. <laughs> no, that, we, we got it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. And so that's what it was. So I, I just, this this whole bye week, and I know it's kind of short, but you can get a lot done during that time. Yeah. Get a lot done during that time. So, yeah. yeah. So they can work out the kinks. And uh, JD, this is the one thing I wanted to, so we're sticking with the offense today. Like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, really have many defensive concerns we have some offensive concerns uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna talk about them. so this is a stat that i saw yesterday and i couldn't believe it and i'm sure a lot of the the, the people who think the chiefs are done and awful i'm sure they're stunned by it. and I, I was shocked by it but um the stat uh it shows that the offense really isn't struggling uh we have a three and out rate of 25 percent which is the lowest three and out rate in the league the world beating Eagles and Ravens have more three and outs than us. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they had, I think they were tied for 30% as far as their third down rates. But I mean, I, again, this would come as a shock to people who are scre- screaming and shouting that we need to fire Matt Nagy, we need to, you know, bring in DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans and you know everybody. But JD, what do you make of this stat? And is this pretty surprising to you? Uh, is it pretty surprising? It you know what? They sustain drives. They do a good job of sustaining drives, you know, between the 20s. <laughs> they do a good job, right, from 20 to 20 or 30. They do a good job sustaining those things, moving the chains. Uh, what we're not very good at, obviously, is the short yardage in, in, in the red zone. That's our problem. It's our Achilles heel right now. Uh, and so as much as we, we find that rhythm between those, right, that, that course of the game in between, right, the middle midfield on whatnot, uh, we're we're just not getting it done when we need to score touchdowns. That's the problem. That is our problem. And so it is somewhat surprising, especially when we start buying into this narrative about how how bad everything is on the offensive side of the ball, right? All oh, they're terrible. Every sports show talks about it. Okay, every single sports show talk about it. Uh, the guy that was doing our game, uh, Dan or Orlovsky, he was talking about. I'm just like, Dan, can you talk about anything else? You, you, if you one more time talk about how bad the wide receivers can't get open, this and that, uh, it, I, I'm, I'm about to go through this TV, okay? <laughs> and the thing was, you keep creating this narrative about to define who guys are, and everybody believes it. Because they listen to all the sports writers, now all these different people out of the media and whatnot, and they're, and they're talking. I'm like, they're full. You get, there's context there that you need to have a, a really deep conversation about, okay? You know, because it's not like just a you know little sound bite or you get in and you know you create this whole thing and then you say everybody's terrible. Patrick has been doing particularly well. Offense has, okay? We're still one of the top offenses in the NFL. We 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 are, okay? I know everybody don't like hearing it because it kind of breaks. It makes up, it breaks all the narrative about, you know, the Chiefs being terrible, right, on offense. Uh, but a lot of it had to do with, you know, obviously uh, Travis Kelsey, okay, uh, Pacheco doing a good job as he as he was. Uh, but defenses are going to do what Miami figured out. You're going to double, triple team Travis Kelsey, okay? You don't hit him on the line of scrimmage. You have to figure out where he is and let everybody else around you beat him. That, that's how it's going to work. And so – when I'm sitting there saying this, we need to understand that we got to get all the other guys going. Okay. We have to get all the other guys going. So what that looks like going forward, I hope, I know they'll get this thing put together. All right. And I do believe like we were talking earlier, it's going to be like this four or five man rotation. And that's what it's going to be. Okay. If you found yourself in that five man rotation, that four man rotation, beautiful. Okay. All y'all the jokers, y'all gonna find y'all on the back. Y'all gonna be able to sit over here with the with the with Shrop and all these other guys, okay? Uh the, the trainers and the water boy watching. I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. So uh this evaluation at first half of the season, see what guys do, 
Then we give those guys a chance, and if they're not coming up, those guys that, that's not getting the playing time are going to be hungry. They're going to be hungry. So I, I, I think, man, when we uh, – this whole full evaluation, man, has got to come in, but that's not a surprise at all. It's not, not, it's not really shock, – it's not shocking to me because I've been watching – I've been watching film. So I've been seeing them moving the, the football, moving the chains. But, you know, you hear everybody else out here, man, dang God. And, I, and I'm not saying I don't get on the wide receivers because we do. Oh, we yeah. get on the wide receivers. Okay, we, we, we'll call them out when they mess up, but there's times that, hey, you know, it ain't quite always they fault like everybody's trying to make it, you know, to be. Susan, appreciate you. Love you, Susan. I guess not surprised that we were up there because we were, are one of the best offices in the league, and even though people don't notice that. But I was more surprised that we were number one as far as the lowest three and out rate just because, you know, I don't watch a lot of Baltimore games or Detroit games or, or Philly game. Well, Philly, they always have primetime games. So I, I do watch, find myself watching a lot of Philly games, but I figured they would have the best, the, uh, the, the best um, or the lowest third down three and out rate. So like, I was pretty surprised by that, that we, that we were significantly with 5% uh, lower than them uh, as far as having a three, a three and out rate. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of what you said as far as like from, from what we're doing as far as 20 to 20. Great. It's that, it's that last 20 yards, that red zone area, which we need to improve on, which is a great thing because, like, we we pretty much have 95% of uh, the, 95% of things are going well for us. That last 5%, the red zone. And once we get the red zone rate, I mean, with the way the defense is playing, man. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love it. Well, we can't talk enough about that defense. We just can't. I know. The thing is, Marcus, hey, there's no, Dunster Domus, come back again, baby. Just tell them all. Last year, that this secondary, okay, this secondary that everybody was humming about how bad they were, why we put them in that position. I said, you watch this secondary become the best secondary in football by next year. You did. And got it. If this thing ain't happening right before our eyes, right? I mean, it's here. We see it. We're watching it. And your call was even more impressive than that, JD, because you even said, like, wait till the second half of the season. You're going to start to see the young guys, everything start clicking for them. And, like, like clockwork, second half of the season, the young guys start clicking, and then the rest is history. I mean, look, look at our look at our secondary, you know. So like, and even Carl Loftus, you said too, wait till second half of the season. What was be, uh, Carl Loftus' best stretch last year? The last five games of the season, where he had four and a half sacks. So like, your Dustradamus, uh, if you guys have been tuning in the show every every week, you know JD's on to something. <laughs> he's got the Back to the Future uh, Part Two, all the Sports Almanac is what he's got. <laughs> well, and the reason I'm saying that is because. Why we had to wait and be patient with this young secondary last year, with all the growing pains and, and, you know, some of the failures that they weren't able to do. We got to do that with our young wide receiver court. Okay. They're a young bunch of guys coming in that is, this, you know, still trying to figure this thing out, but I do believe they are growing. They are getting better. Nagy too. Okay. Calling games, knowing who is personnel, all those different things. We got to give them an amount of grace. And so I do believe our wide receiver group is going to be a lot better this second half of the season. I really do. Right? It's just we got to – it's the patience part of it, man. Nobody loves waiting because, right, we've been successful. It doesn't look like the regular Chiefs offense, what we have seen in the past. And so, yeah, everybody is, like, up in arms about it, right? Oh, what are we going to do? And, oh, they're, okay, man, just give it time. I understand it, right? It doesn't look pretty, but give it time. When you have your stars, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they all telling you, look, we're going to be working on this. Just be patient with us. We're all going to talk about getting better, right? Yeah. So we just got to trust the guys in the room that's going to get the job done. Yeah, couldn't agree more, J.D. Um, so we're going to go to our final topic here. Usually we end the show with our game picks, but obviously by week, so we don't really have game picks this week. Got a little something with JD's been uh, been preaching a little bit a lot this week, and uh, everyone on the show, every, all of our uh, people have been engaging with us. Really love what JD's had to say. So we're going to end our episode this week with a little bye week wisdom for Chiefs Kingdom. So JD, everyone, we've we, we seen the last few weeks since the Denver game. It's been you know everyone uproar and all of everything. Uh, the Dolphins game happened last week. Everyone's loving what they saw first half, second half. They kind of made a little comeback. And then the same kind of people were talking, oh, man, this offense is not the same, yada, yada, yada. But, J.D., what, what, what's wisdom that you got that you want people to understand and kind of take in 
so they can relax until we see uh, our Monday night game next week with the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, the JD Bowl. Uh, so both your teams are going to be playing on that one on Monday night next week. So, JD, what is your Chiefs Kingdom wisdom for Chiefs Kingdom this week? My wisdom. Okay. It's, it's nothing going to be, you know, world beating or any of those things. Uh, but it's, it's really, it boils down to this. Okay. It boils down to the second half of the season, for one, that our defense is playing exceptional football. Okay. And they're getting in even better. Uh, and they've been getting better each and every week. And so just like our defense has started to figure it out, some people were getting back. Nick, Nick Bolton is going to be coming back. Okay. Uh, barring that we have any injuries, our secondary is the best secondary of football, in my estimation. For what they do on man and who they cover, they do a tremendous job. And we know we got some, some heavy hitters coming this second part of the season, right? These guys are getting ready for that because we're going to see, obviously, uh, the Eagles. We're going to see the Bills. We see the, the Bengals, okay? We're going to see those three juggernaut of teams coming in. Uh, the reality is we're better than all those teams. We are. Now, obviously, the Eagles have been reloading with as much as as as, as many guys as possible. They've been getting everybody and anybody. Hey, they got Julio Jones who hadn't played. I didn't see Julio Jones in two years. <laughs> and they got him. So they're serious about it. But don't fret. Spags and the defense, because of the, conf of the confidence they've been playing with, the energy that they have, the success they've been given early on, this is going to carry them through, okay? And so I know I could we could trust in this defense. We could trust in Chris Jones, Karlofkis, Aminahu. When the other guys run on the defensive line, and start picking it up even more, okay? Our linebacker core is playing great, okay? Willie Gay, Leo Chanel, Tranquil, and when you get the general back in Bolton, going to be even better. We're sitting there and we're looking at this young secondary and Cook, Williams, McDuffie, and Reed. And we got uh, Evans, uh, uh, Mike Edwards, okay? We got guys that are going to come in. Jalen Watson, we got guys that's going to come in and they're going to do a tremendous job, cover everybody that that, that what they put out there. Because we could trust them, Spags, trust in them. We could trust in Spags. We could trust in Spags, okay? He's got the pieces that he needed. And he's been teaching them, getting them guys ready. He's been getting them game ready. He's getting them warrior, war ready to take on the second half of whatever we've already seen. Okay? For this new trekking tool, the Super Bowl. Let's not forget this. Mind you, let, out, let, let, me, let me remind each and every one of you who we are. We are defending Super Bowl champs. Don't take that lightly. And everybody needs to understand who we are. Now, all of this hate that's been going out here for the past few weeks, hey, man, keep it going. Keep it going. Because these guys right here, they love to hear that. They love hearing that. And they love lining you up and hitting you dead in your mouth. They love that challenge. But also, two fans, our offense, let's give them some grace. Let's give them a little bit of patience. Let's get behind these guys. Okay? Hey, this is what we got right now. And I'm fine with it, and I'm going to ride with them. And I don't care who it is that's out there, wide receiver, and running back, or O-line, or quarterback, and tight end. It doesn't matter. We're behind each and every one of them guys. we behind each and every one of them. Those guys in that room is going to get it fixed. I know for a fact those guys in the room is going to get it fixed. You know why? Because they're built like that. They are built that way. Make no mistake about it, we got the best in the business. On the offensive side of football, okay, we got the best in the business. Everybody's going to get on board. We're going to take it to them without a doubt. Got no problem with that. The other team we need to talk to, special teams group. I take this, and I challenge these guys. And I challenge the guys that's up there that's blocking for McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman is a guy who's a home run hitter. 
We need to do a much better job blocking for this man. Okay. We know Butler. We know Towns. They, they're gonna get. They're gonna get theirs. They best in the business. We got no problem with that. Okay. We need that extra part of what the team is. And that's their special teams. That's the thing we need to get better at. So if you block him, you're only getting 10 or uh, 15 snaps a game or maybe less than that, you're making your best snaps you could possibly do. Don't be satisfied with any of that. Matter of fact, this whole second, it's the first half, specialty wise, you ought to be ashamed of yourself in our return game. You need to get back to where Tove seen it when he was in Chicago with Hester and all those guys. Tove, I don't know what it needs, what you need to do. You need to find it in those guys. You better make that clear and point blank to them what your message is going to be. That's what we need to do. So my message is this, pure and simple. Right here, we riding with the Chiefs. That's what we're doing, Marcus. You see that Chiefs kingdom? That's what we need to be. Yes, sir. We need to be the ones behind them, 100%. Love them or hate them, be behind them. You don't like everything that, hey, that's all right. You don't have to like everything that they do, all right? You don't have to like it, but love it. Love them in the midst of all these things that's happening, the battles that they had to fight, not just on the field, but off the field too, in the media and all of that. Don't start buying into these narratives. You stay with these guys, okay? We're going to be okay. Like we said, my homeland, we trust the PM15, best in the business. He's been, there's been some struggles here and there, right? Because teams are sitting there saying, we're going to drop seven. We're going to make that seven look different. Make sure you throw it underneath. We can't get in, uh, you know, obviously third and long, or second and long. We don't want to be there. We don't want to play in that. Hey, like I said before, you will never go broke taking a profit. Patrick, check downs, they work. Okay? And when you need me let that big arm, let that thing throw it down the field at cannon, let it fly. We need the guys to go take the top of the defense, go get it. That's what it needs to be. So that's my words of wisdom, man. It's just a amount of grace. But you know what? First half of the season, I'm with these guys. I'm with them. Okay? They did superb. They did superb. And so the thing is, while we watch the second half, I'm going to have an evaluation next week about how I, I, I put everything in an assessment of the first half. We're going to make sure the second half, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to get a popcorn. We're going to get a beer. We're going to get whatever it is you like, your libation, whatever you like. <laughs> you get it. You sit back and you watch this. Okay? You sit back and you watch this. So if you're going to be the one Stay with the team, you stay with them. If you're going to be a true fan, be a true fan all the way, okay? We can criticize our, as a fan base, we can criticize them, but the disparaging, name calling, all that, that's crazy to me. You want to do it somewhere, take it somewhere else. There's other teams you can take it to the other fan bases have one one thing. Take it to them. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. <laughs> Suck and smoking cigars, beating one team. Man. Now, I, mean, I get it. They, look, they, they deserved it. It's like it's been through the ringer. Mm -hmm. been through the ringer. We don't have those problems. We don't have those issues here in Kansas City. Yeah. We don't have them. Cincinnati's starting to look at Joe Burrow. He's all oh, here he goes. Here comes Joe back. Oh, Joey B coming back. Okay. We got something for him, too. We will. So, yeah. Still the JD, you have You have me wanting to run through a wall right now. Uh, you have everybody in the chat wanting to run through a wall right now. So, uh, that's pretty good words of wisdom right there, JD. I think he, I think he hit that on the I think he hit that on the park. Man. That was being tame too. <laughs> hey man, well, that, you, that's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. But if we don't have that, we, we all want to run through a brick wall for the Chiefs. Uh that I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what you where you've been, what you've been doing. Okay. Yeah. But we love squad. We do. We squad do. Right, right behind them. In my homeland, baby. Chief concerns is what we do, baby. That's right. That's how it goes with. Okay. Right. You're gonna hear truth from us, man. We're gonna come with it. We're gonna we're gonna we're tell the truth. That's how we do it. Though, always since since day one of the show and even before that. Um, 
But yeah, that, that does it for us, guys. We really enjoyed everyone, everyone's comments, everyone engaging. It was really awesome. Uh, we love everyone who, who contributed and did everything uh, for, for this episode uh, with us. JD and I, JD had mentioned it. So Monday, we'll be back on our live show on uh, around seven, around the same time, Monday, where JD will give his grades for the first half of the season. Um, because every every Monday we do the Monday morning tight end. This will be JD's grades for the first half of the season. And after that, we're going to put that in the books, and we're going to do that and go all the way till the end of the season. And we'll be uh, doing a grade after you win the, the bring back the Lombardi, bring it back home to KC. So That's right. That's right. Hey, man, thank you, everyone, for showing up tonight to come and see us in the live. We love each and every one of you. We love all the love that y'all showing us. Hey, man, y'all keep coming back. Okay, we love seeing you. So our door is always open. Uh, we'd love to chat it up with you all, chop it up. Uh, but we wouldn't be able to do this without y'all support. Uh, but this is the reason why we do it, man. We just want to engage with everybody and have a good conversation. Okay. Love you guys, man. Y'all be good with everything. Okay. Go watch some football. This, you know, I don't know what that type of game is going to be, but it's, it'll be something. It'll be something. It's, it's football. Everyone just wants an excuse to watch football. Yeah. It's football. <laughs> so that's where you get your fantasy all put together. So my exactly. material. Mine looks terrible right now. So I got I got DJ Moore tonight, JD. Okay. okay. <laughs> revenge game factor. That's I was gonna bench him for Najee, but revenge game factor against his whole team. But all right, guys. Well, we hope everybody enjoys football this weekend. It's a, a stress free weekend, and no no Chiefs just to watch the games and you know kick your feet up. And uh, we'll see you guys right back on this channel on Monday for some Monday morning tight end at seven p.m. So we'll see you guys Monday. Love you, JD. Love you too, my brother. All right. Love y'all. Blessings to you. See everybody. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.